The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Blehan Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Cali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum, on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continues the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conferences and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, 
please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our musical program today with an uplifting number entitled, The Lord is the Strength of My Life, sung by the church choir and led by our choir director, Emilia Hahn. Yes, saints and friends, we know in time of need, our Lord is there, close as the nearest of prayers. We can call on Him any time of the day, any day of the week, and He is with us. Jesus gives us the strength we need to go onward and forward with Him. Please join in and sing along, following the words on your screen. Bye. 
Next musical selection is by members of the church band. They bring forth a rendition of Sing to the Lord under the direction of yours truly. message of salvation, full and free. Will you hear and accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and say, I do, which is the title of Christy Hahn's vocal selection today. Jesus is knocking on the doors of your heart. How will you answer?
moment gone Since he walked upon our ground This he lies, so last so long So why his story hanging around And why do people stop and pray To a man that's dead and gone Anybody here want to walk on golden streets? Say I do. Anybody here sick and tired of living like you do? Anybody here wants a home with love forever? Say I do. And they say you will never know till you walk up to that man and you look into of love and you touch the nail scars in his hand and then if you can walk away knowing all he died to do that's when I'll just have to say I guess he didn't die for you anybody here want to live forever Say I do Anybody here wants to walk on golden streets Say I do Anybody here sick and tired of living like you do Anybody here wants a home with love forever Say I do Anybody here wants to live forever Say I do Anybody here wants to walk on golden streets Say I do Anybody here sick and tired of living like you do? Anybody here wants a home with love forever? Say I do. Say I do. And now, the church choir will sing a toe-tapping song entitled, Exciting Savior. Jesus cares for everything in our lives, our ups and downs, our hopes and fears. When we accept Jesus as our personal Savior and place our trust and faith in Him daily, He puts a song in our hearts because He is a loving, living, and exciting Savior.
of the church orchestra will come together and play a rendition of the song titled When Jesus Returns for His Own. They're led by orchestra director just the associate pastor Edwin Sproat Sr.
group vocal selection will be sung by the Jubilees. The number they have chosen is entitled, Since Jesus Passed By. This song is dedicated to Mr. David Souza of San Francisco. We pray the Lord pour forth his bountiful blessings upon you, pressed down and overflowing. Have a joyful and blessed day. Like a blind man I wandered, so it was and undone. A beggar so helpless, with a God or his son. Then my Savior had mercy, heard and answered my cry. And oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Jesus passed by Oh, what a difference Since Jesus passed by Well, I can't explain it And I cannot tell you why But oh, what a difference Since Jesus passed by All my yesterdays are buried In the deep of the sea, that a load of guilt I carry, there's a brother's that I'm free, looking for the bright tomorrow, when the tears within the eye, well, oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by, since Jesus passed by, since Jesus passed by. Praise the Lord, everyone. 
I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and location in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Char Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about gospel work and view a Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held daily at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. as prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waasano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esper in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Esper in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. Are you aware, TV viewers, that the name of Jesus above all other names in heaven and earth? Thus, one way the Apostolic Faith Church and its branches have lifted up the name of Jesus is through their signs situated above the rooftops of every lighthouse or main structure of worship which say, Jesus coming soon. In every telecast message and every sermon preached at our churches, we never fail to exalt the name of Jesus and its necessity in fulfilling the only correct, true, and complete way to salvation. 
as planned and commanded by God. It is my heartfelt desire that today's sermon entitled God's Revelation of Himself will lead and guide you to believe the gospel and reach out to Jesus. The dictionary tells us who God is. It is written as follows. The maker and ruler of the universe, the supreme being. With all due respect to our educators, the definition falls tremendously short of what God is all about. God is not someone that can be defined or represented by using some great thing or person. God is a spirit and is self-existing. He is omnipresent, meaning present everywhere at the same time. Omnipotent, having all power, almighty, and omniscience, complete and infinite knowledge. Yes, he does have the superiority, and more than ever before, he should be taken seriously. God wants the people of the earth to know who he is. First of all, God has a name, and his name is Jesus. In the Old Testament, only titles were used when referring to God. However, in the New Testament, that which was hidden in ages past was now revealed to the saints. Yes, Jesus did pray to the Father, and it is because he was in the flesh. However, when he spoke from heaven, he said, I am Jesus. Thus, the manifestations of God are found in the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. This shows how God manifested himself in different time periods versus theological beliefs of the Trinity. Yes, the confusion comes when mankind will not accept the methods that the Lord chooses to reveal himself. The word of God is precise when characterizing the creator of all things. The Lord God has taken extreme steps to save what was created in his own image. He willingly left the highest form of glory to dwell upon the earth with sinful men that they might be saved. Let us read in Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. The word manifest is a key word to understand what God is all about. As discussed earlier, God chooses diverse ways to reveal himself. The scripture we have just read in Hebrews summarizes methods God chose to use. 
The cause for intervention was to bring mankind to the knowledge of sin and to save him from the consequences of sin. Israel is blessed with an everlasting salvation and in this dispensation of grace, yet both Jew and Gentile are given an opportunity to be saved. Let's read in Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me, and be saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. God existed before the ancient times, abides in everlasting, and is the author of the birth of life. We would not exist if God did not have purpose in it. We would not be in sin if we did not betray him. Through faith, the precious promises of God are made available to everyone that will believe and keep his commandments. Jesus came into this world to open the eyes of the blind, to bring those who dwell in darkness into the light, to deliver mankind from the power of Satan and bring them unto God. Let us read in Romans 1, 16 to 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. Therefore, have you sincerely considered the times we are living in? And what should our greatest concerns be as we approach the morrow? The question, television viewers, you should ask yourself is, what must I do to be born again? On the streets of Jerusalem, there was a man that observed the ministry of Jesus from a distance. He later sought out Jesus in the darkness of night and being a Pharisee, he was careful not to be seen by his peers. In his heart, he was convinced that Jesus was a man sent from God because the miracles he performed left this Pharisee reverently awe-stricken. Let us read of this encounter in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. It reads, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus came to Jesus because he was aroused by the miracles and acknowledged that these works were nothing short of being miraculous. However, Jesus saw the greater need, and he addressed that need with great wisdom. Let us continue reading in verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, 
except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the sixth to the seventh verses, it reads, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. We must remember that spiritual truths are incomprehensible without the Spirit of God. We must remember miracles are appreciated only by believers because we worship a God of miracles. Was Nicodemus hostile in his response to Jesus' statement of having to be born again? I think not. It's like a traveler who came to the fork in the road and had to decide which road to take. Indecision will be your greatest enemy, the viewers. Sinners are faced with the same decision. Who are sinners? The Lord tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. What if I'm a Jew? Wouldn't I have special privileges and be considered a special people in the eyes of the Lord? Let us read in Romans 3, 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. Jesus is the only veritable and genuine author of the gospel. He authenticates it with water baptism by immersion and the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Unlike man's imputations that have revised or reinterpreted the scriptures, water baptism remains the same as the day Jesus himself was baptized in the River Jordan. Jesus made it clear to Nicodemus that his righteousness fell short of the glory of God. Without the new birth, he would not see the kingdom of God. See, meaning that he would not enter in. Yes, TV audience, Jesus was very firm about the matter of salvation, being that he perceived that Nicodemus was in astonishment. Thus the verse, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Perhaps, viewers, you are experiencing a degree of outrage upon hearing the words of Jesus because you thought you were already saved. On that accord, aren't you just like Nicodemus? Let us turn to and read Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The world is full of people who have made futile attempts at self-reform again and again. In Jesus, we start with a new lease on life and a spotless record. Repentance is godly sorrow for sin. The first step to salvation is believing, acknowledging oneself as a sinner and repenting of the sin. Remember, sin is inherent to mankind Therefore, all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Peter, now filled with the Holy Ghost, boldly proclaimed the path that led to the kingdom of God. Let us read in Acts 2.37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? 
And in Acts 2, 38, it reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jerusalem at the time was celebrating the Feast of Harvest, or Pentecost. It was on the day of Pentecost that the 120, that the 120 were tearing in the upper chamber, were filled with power from one high. What the multitude heard in their native tongues were the wonderful works of God. Just imagine, the Lord used simple people to shake the foundations of Jerusalem. Yes, baptism is necessary for salvation because 1 Peter 3.21 tells us the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism resembles the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. Through it, we have acquired a newness of life for service in righteousness. The significance of this water baptism is that it is performed in the name of Jesus Christ as it was done by the apostles. Many pastors, televangelists, preach about the name of Jesus and then apply it in every case. They claim to follow Jesus wherever he might lead them. However, they stop when they reach the banks of the River Jordan and dismiss the need for water baptism in the name of Jesus. The persecutors of Jesus and of John the Baptist took the same position. Let us turn to and read Luke 7.30. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves being not baptized of him, if ye have not been baptized by immersion. And in the name of Jesus, ye have yet to have your sins removed. Let us turn to Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. People are not saved through accomplishments, but by first believing and acting upon their faith. People will be condemned because they will not believe in and respond to the things which God requires of mankind. What will your decision be? Read in Mark 16, 15 to 18, And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This is exactly what the Apostolic Faith Church of Honolulu, Hawaii is doing. We preach the word as it should be preached and our concerted efforts are to keep and uphold the standards of God. Some have taken the scripture out of its context, whereby deceiving many through false hopes, false expectations, and temporary successes. The cause for rejoicing to be viewers should you decide to keep God's commandments is that your name will be written in the land's book of life. Yes, viewers, time is at hand. And time is running out. When the Lord allows us to see him, 
It is termed a manifestation. No man has seen God at any time. What we were allowed to see were similitudes, meaning things in his likeness. The disciples of the New Testament were privileged to have been in the presence of God as they walked and talked with Jesus. Let us read in Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. The people who saw Jesus did not see the face of God, but the righteousness of God, likened to Adam who was created in the likeness of God. The sole purpose of Jesus coming into this world was to save souls. The Bible tells that there can be no images whether of gold, silver, or wood that could be made to resemble him and to be worshipped. The only approved image of the invisible God is Jesus the Christ. Let us read in Hebrews 10, 4-6 and 10-12. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should be taken away, just take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure, by the which we, will, will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ on once for all. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Mankind has yet to come to the understanding of why God would take extreme measures to deliver the souls of sinful men. The answer is simple. God loves us. In this revelation of himself, the Jews could not bring themselves to believe that Jesus was the Messiah and the Son of God. They referred to him as being blasphemous and sought to kill him. Yet Paul described it simply, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus said very plainly, if you see me, you see the Father. On the day of Pentecost, God chose to reveal himself in a different manner. John 3, 5 was already being preached and souls were being baptized. However, the Holy Ghost was not yet given. The risen being Jesus was still in the flesh. Let us read in John 7, 37 to 39. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. The day of Pentecost would play a significant part in the plan of salvation. God's plan was about to unfold in a most extraordinary manner. The 120 numbered by Peter consisted of the remaining apostles, 
Mary, the mother of Jesus, and numerous believers. These can be regarded as steadfast, yet their faith was about to be taken to the next level. Jesus spoke to them of the Spirit, but they had yet to experience it. Have you asked yourself what inspired these 120 members to go through the upper chamber, not knowing what to expect? Let us read in Luke 24, 49 to 52. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now these believers were certainly blessed. Were they chosen? No, but rather they were blessed because they weathered the hardships of the gospel and were thusly blessed in the manner that is reserved for the few. Events such as these are few in number. God spoke to Moses through a burning bush that was not consumed by the fire. No one else had a similar experience. There were men that ascended into heaven without going the way of all the earth that is suffering death. Enoch during his generation was raptured without seeing death because he pleased God. 3,000 years later, the prophet Elijah was raptured on the appointed day when the Lord took Elijah up into heaven in a whirlwind. It would be 900 years later that Jesus would ascend to heaven from the Mount of Olives. Elijah, who knew of Enoch's experience and never wavered in his ministry, knowing that such a promise existed. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave all believers who have embraced the promises the certainty of eternal life and a place in the kingdom of God. Today, the true church places its faith firmly on the promises of God. If there was any time God would act upon his promises, it is in these days in which we are living. When Jesus raised his hands in victory, the Bible says that he blessed him. As Jesus ascended to heaven, the blessing that is being referred to came in the form of speaking in an unknown tongue. The disciples marveled over the experience of witnessing the ascension and hearing the words they had never heard before. To them, they were being blessed, yet in the eyes of Jesus, they were being given a standard that they would employ 10 days later. Pentecost is beyond words because it is an experience that no word can describe. The man in which the Lord chose to reveal himself, not only to the 120, but also to the multitudes in Jerusalem, was phenomenal. Let us read in Acts 2, 1 through 6 and 11. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they're dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. The sound of a mighty wind is used to describe the arriving presence of God. When I think of the Lord's voice as being in the strength of many waters, I think of the thunder that Niagara Falls emits. 
the disciples were blessed with a visual revelation as well. Cloven tongues, like as a fire, sat on each of them. A fiery flame, but not consuming, was like the burning bush that spoke to Moses. These fiery tongues immediately generated the speaking in tongues by the disciples. The disciples knew that it was not of the world because of the power, the presence, the physical evidence, and the standard that was set when Jesus ascended into heaven. It is important to remember that the only Bible evidence of one being filled with the Holy Ghost is to speak in the unknown tongue. One should not be confused by the terminology. Luke used the, other, the term other tongues to describe the gift of interpretation that was manifested after they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Apostle Paul described this speaking in an unknown tongue in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 as the only approved evidence of having received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit gives a reflection of the Spirit that inspires and maintains order in the body. First, charity was perfected and acknowledged by God with His presence. The gift of interpretation or the unknown tongue was manifested through the Holy Ghost. The Lord spoke through His chosen vessels to exalt, edify, and comfort the body of Christ, no matter the race, culture, or location of the church. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Our tour next telecast is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. Our church band will now close the program with a spirited number entitled, Come and Dine.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.